When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Three teams have been 15-1 in the history of the National Football League. All right? Give yourselves a round of applause. Yes. Give yourselves a round of applause for making this one of the most listened to and watched football podcasts in America, crazy Vikings fans. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny? This is what's funny about our awesome audience. I was tallying up the, uh, by the way, welcome in Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. Just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. I'm Phil Mackey. That's Judd Zolgad. He's our executive producer, Declan Goff. And um, I was tallying up the, the March download numbers and, and play numbers across the Score North podcast. <clears throat> and uh, number one, thank you guys. We had a record number of plays and downloads on Purple Daily in March. All-time high in March. An all-time high for Score North in March. Yes, thank you. And the most listened-to episode or watched episode of Purple Daily in the month of March was the episode recapping the signing of a, of a backup blocking tight end, Josh Oliver. The biggest episode oh. in March. And it was the, it's the first free agent signing, but I like it's the meat of free agency. But, but that's like Vikings fans were so enamored with sort of what are they going to do? And we pride ourselves on being there for you in that regard. Uh, that the, the Josh Oliver signing recap episode was the biggest episode of the month in March. You guys are awesome. <laughs> you guys are absolutely awesome. So pretty amazing. Um, by the way, we're going to, there is now, if there wasn't already, a confirmed trend among the top mockers that we're going to get to here in just a second. But the show is presented by our friends at TCL, now an official partner of the National Football League and Purple Daily, obviously, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Learn more at TCL.com. I want to mock! All right, it's always fun when you wake up to one of the Mount Rushmore mockers. And we have a Todd Father 4.0. Todd McShay 4.0 on ESPN.com. And by God, he did it. He freaking did it. Let's start at the top. He's got C.J. Stroud going to the Carolina Panthers. He's got Bryce Young going to the Texans. 
Uh, now we have a projected trade. It says the Colts aren't taking any chances. Move up to three. Get Anthony Richardson. So three quarterbacks, first three picks. Cardinals slide back to four. Take Will Anderson Jr., Jalen Carter to the Seahawks. Okay, we're going to keep scrolling here. So he's got Will Levis taking a tumble here. Jackson Smith and the Jigba, the first receiver off the board. The Titans at 11. Uh, and then he's got the Buccaneers trading up with the Patriots to draft Will Levis at 14. So Baker Mayfield, Will Levis. Don't they also have, is it Kyle, Kyle Trask? Trask. Mm-hmm. So just yeah. put all those guys in a in a bin. All right. Uh, and then uh, we're going to keep scrolling here. Zay Flowers to the Seahawks. That's the second receiver off the board at 20. And then the third receiver off the board of the Ravens at 22 is Quentin Johnston. So, okay, you're the Vikings at 23. A small handful of the top receivers are off the board. You've, I guess you've, we've kind of moved away from cornerback in the first round because they drafted two young ones last year. They signed a 25-year-old Byron Murphy. I wouldn't rule it out. But with the 23rd overall pick in the 2023 National Football League draft, according to Todd McShay, the Todd father of mock, the Minnesota Vikings select quarterback from Tennessee, Hendon Hooker. Oh, wow. He did it, guys. Daniel Jeremiah did it. I think I hear screaming from Thor Nystrom's house. (laughs) Hold on a second. In my right ear, I hear screaming from Tyler Fornis's house. They're not not happy. (laughs) Twins of these mockers are livid about this pick. This is now in the last, like, week this is now the third prominent mocker who has connected Hendon Hooker to the Minnesota Vikings in the first round. Todd McShay, Daniel Jeremiah, and those guys are on the Mount Rushmore of mockers. Okay, that's two of the four right there. Mel Kuyper hasn't, we'll see, Mel Kuyper hasn't gone this far. Todd, Todd, Todd. Todd, Todd, Todd. I don't. And then Bruce Feldman, who's one of the most plugged in college football insiders, he did a mock draft through like his reporting. It wasn't just like, here, I'm Bruce Feldman. Here's my mock draft. Here's what I think. It was, I'm going to go talk to like 20 different people, scouts, people in college football, people in the NFL. And he had Hendon Hooker going to the Minnesota Vikings. So this thing has gone from kind of a, oh, Daniel Jeremiah has an interesting theory to it's a snowball rolling down a hill. Here's what Todd McShay wrote. The Vikings have quietly been putting in some work on this quarterback class. It's creeping around. They, they tiptoeing around the hall. They're behind bushes. They're like, hey, and then one of those uh, magnifying glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And Kevin, who? Speak don't, up. Tell, don't tell Kirk. Don't tell Kirk. Don't tell Kirk. <laughs> Despite the team's 13 win season, Kirk Cousins was just 23rd in QBR, and he's turning 35 this summer. It will be entering the final year of his contract. Sitting behind Cousins for a year to learn the pro game and fully recover from his torn ACL could be the perfect setup for Hooker, who led the nation in QBR in college last year before his injury. Hooker is accurate to every level of the field, but really thrives on throwing deep. Some scouts may be wary of drafting a 25-year-old quarterback, but he has the talent to lead an NFL offense. I've talked to folks with a few teams that even have Hooker above Will Levis on their internal boards. He has. In, I wonder if the Vikings do. That's where some of the steam might be coming from. He has interviewed really well this spring, and the tape is phenomenal. Alternatively, Minnesota could try to get another receiver alongside Justin Jefferson if they decide to go receiver at 23 uh, or go back to cornerback 
et cetera, et cetera. I put it out on Twitter just a question this morning saying, hey, if, if this happens, there's a ton of steam here now. If they draft Hendon Hooker with the 23rd pick or anywhere in the first round, how much faith do you really have in Kevin O'Connell? Because it would be largely his decision. I don't think Quasey goes rogue and just like shoves Hendon Hooker into this thing like Rick Spielman did with Kirk Cousins. What would you guys think of this? This is really picking up steam here. Would you say, all right, I trust Kevin O'Connell, or would you say, and I know like I know how Declan feels, he thinks this is a reach, but more and more smart mockers are saying, oh, this is a thing. So uh, just for a bit more background, Doogie on the scoop talked about this, and <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting choked up. I'm so, it I, is, no, it's emotional. The thing is, is causing me just to be proclaimed. It is, uh, yeah. So Duke said that one, he has checked because there have been rumors that Hennon Hooker will be one of the 30 players that the Vikings bring to TCO Performance Center mm. to do some background work with. He has checked. There is no visit at this time, but that could be a classic smokescreen. Oh, yeah. Um, because yeah. You, you often ignore the ones that you love. The other part that's intriguing about this is that he did say a, uh, a plugged-in NFL person told him that the Vikings are doing as much work on Hooker as anybody. Hmm. So that there is definitely... So the momentum on this is what people are hearing behind the scenes, basically, from their sources, which is don't dismiss the Vikings at 23 taking Hooker as as the replacement for Kirk. What intrigues me about this whole thing, why the storyline, I'm buying it to a certain degree, is because... Yes, he has a yes, he has a torn ACL, and yes, you would be burning a year of his contract by him not playing. But you would also get, give him the chance to, as McShay said, recover and work with O'Connell for a year. I guess my my um, pause in this, or my um, attempt to sort of say, is this a smokescreen? Is and I, we talked about this with Dukes too, Phil. A year ago at this time, Malik Willis was all the rage. And there was a lot of Malik Willis team, including a, a text that Doogie got on the first day or on the second day of the draft saying, I'm convinced that Hendon Hooker, or I'm sorry, that Malik Willis is going to be a Viking. And of course, he went, I think, what, third round to the Titans? Mm-hmm. So he fell. So anyway, I think it's very intriguing. I don't know if it's a smokescreen or real, but it feels like the more that we see it, it's certainly impossible to dismiss it. Do you think so? So the most common response I got back when I and again, this is just like, you know, a Tuesday morning on Twitter. So it, I'm, I'm not saying that this reaction represents a large chunk of Vikings fans out there going about their work day today. But but the biggest reaction I got from the most people was, well, KOC is going to be out of a job in two years if they draft and Quasi like the, that this would be if they drafted Hooker in the first round, it would essentially be a job killing draft pick for both Quasi and KOC. What are your thoughts on that notion? No, not a, I, mean, I, I disagree completely. Uh, one is there's, you know, there's no guarantee it would work, but their first, if they pick one QB and it doesn't work, yes, it's a setback, but that doesn't kill your job. Like O'Connell's here to take swings, but the whole philosophy now is you have to take swings. Like, I think we're so tied up in the old school, and I I think we talked about this either late last week or earlier this week. We're so caught up in, if you miss on one, that's it. You're done. Yes. That's it. Thank you. Rick Spielman got several swings. Rick Spielman, like, 
if if Hendon Hooker was going to be the death of Quasi and O'Connell as Vikings employees, then Rick Spielman, the Wilfs would, would have fired him pretty quickly after Ponder didn't work. Mm-hmm. But they allowed him to continue to take swings. Now, I don't trust him as much. I trust O'Connell more. But, no, I think it is absolutely asinine, with all due respect to the folks on Twitter, to say that if you whiff on and Hendon they, and Hooker. And they are due a lot of respect. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if you whiff on Hendon Hooker, that that's it? There, no. No, you're going to get swings. Um, I just have more confidence, and I'd be disappointed if they're totally wrong, because I have more confidence that Kevin O'Connell can identify this position than ultimately Rick Spielman. Yeah, I, th- I find it so funny that, you know, you can generally whiff on a cornerback or in the first round or a receiver yeah. or whatever, and it's like, all right, well, yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of a crapshoot. But if you miss on a quarterback, your ass is on the line. You're fired. And we, we did an episode last week where we went back the last 20 years of drafts and looked at first-round quarterbacks, and then we lumped second and third round into one category, and then fourth round or later. And like the fourth round or later, guys, it's a 5% hit rate in terms of getting a multi-year average to above-average starter. So you're just, fourth round or later, you're just drafting backup quarterbacks to, to spell your starter. Second and third rounds, 16% of them panned out to be multi-year, above-average starters the last 20 years. And in the first round, 47% of them panned out to be multi-year, you know, above-average starters. So if we already know, over the last 20 years, I'm an owner of an NFL franchise, I'm sure all the front offices have this same data, if not 100 times more, they should, right? We're saying, okay, this is the year we're going to flip a coin in the first round. Because it's like it is a coin flip to get an average to above average starter in the first round. If you want an elite starter, it's a lot more of a long shot than a coin flip. You can't sit there knowing that it's a coin flip and then at the same time say, boy, if the if the coin lands on tails, Quasi and KOC, you're fired. It's just ridiculous. So I'm, I'm with you. I think you should give them, I mean, the 49ers are a great example. They probably whiffed on Trey Lance. And they gave up a lot of capital to get Trey Lance. But they've done an amazing job doing their jobs, building a roster, drafting other guys late, finding a Brock Purdy in the seventh round, right? Mm-hmm. Finding a head coach that knows how to scheme up an offense. So you, you need to be able to give your front office some leeway. I would I would be telling Quasi and KOC, you know what, guys? You're right. Our quarterback is 35 years old. Take a swing if you feel like it's right. If you whiff, okay. So, I mean, don't whiff at everything. But if you whiff, you're not fired. We're not the Browns or the Jets around here. Well, and there's two important things in play, in my opinion, that history, that recent draft history has taught us. One is Jalen Hurts fell out of the first round because teams were like, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. And he got in a system that works. He clearly got good coaching. Mm -hmm. But you know what? He worked his ass off, too. Like, there was a lot behind the scenes about that kid that we did did not know that's proven to be incredibly impressive, which is a want to, to be successful, and then couple that with skill set. So, like, that's a cautionary tale, too. How could you pass on Jalen Hurts? Because everyone was saying the same thing that they are now. If you take Hendon Hooker, you should be fired. Okay, guess what? If you go back and redo that draft, Jalen Hurts goes in the first round. Yeah. The second guy is this one. And I am in no way comparing Hendon Hooker to this player, but I am comparing the situation. Lamar Jackson fell to the final pick of his draft. The Vikings took Mike Hughes. And in retrospect, everyone was like, what? 
this is an MVP. What were you guys doing? What were you thinking? It's because, one, there was talk about, is Lamar Jackson a wide receiver or cornerback? Which well, was just Bill, stupid. Bill, Bill Polian was leading the charge on that. And that was That's incredibly fossil. stupid. But the incredible, <laughs> but the other part was, he's you a, know. I don't think he's a quarterback. Yeah. He's a, he's a. But I mean, but but that's the, but the scary thing is that's the thinking of of some people in this league still. Okay, so that's part of the problem. Like it is ridiculously stupid and comical, but it's also a problem. And then the second part was with Jackson, there were teams that were flat out afraid. Well, but if he's not good, we're going to be fired. Yeah, like you can't draft. I don't want incompetent people drafting for me. But if I think that I have competent people, they can't draft afraid. They can't. Well, yeah, you, you know, you you, you, cer- you certainly can't draft a frig because that's what I was going to say too. But you only do get so many shots at taking a quarterback in the first round. So if if your legacy is Hen and Hooker, that's your first shot. It's your first shot is Hen and Hooker in this draft. Let's say by year three it is not working. His injury didn't come up, didn't ever heal, or he just wasn't showing any signs of being a positive quarterback. You only have maybe one more shot to do that. So I, I don't think it's necessarily that you get sh- like multiple shots on shots on shots. Obviously, Rick Spielman took Ponder. That's going to be his black eye. Now, he had some great draft picks, but let's be honest. I think everyone kind of looks at the black eye more than they do finding the Daniil Hunter, the Eric Kendricks, the Stefan Diggs draft, which was so good. They look at the Ponder miss as much more glaring than the successful draft of those other players. So they will only get so many cracks at this. Um, and especially if it's a first-round pick, they're the gun shyness of, of Vikings fans that have so much, you know, the Ponder post-traumatic stress syndrome – that regime is only going to get one, maybe two shots at identifying a quarterback with their first pick. I think that is but, fair to say. But the good news is, like, compared to the Kirk Cousins era, the Kirk Cousins era has been so hard for a front office and for a fan base because he's a good quarterback. But you've been wondering for five or six years, is he really that guy? Is he a guy that's going to lead from every angle, from on the field, off the field, his personality, his leadership style? Is 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 it worth him making as much money as he's made to get to where you want to go? And we're still sitting here. A lot of people are just like, I, I mean, like, okay, just like put more things around him, right? We're trying to figure it out. Put more things around him. He's thirty five years old. At least when you draft Christian Ponder, you know after a year and a half, well, this didn't work, and we're at least we're not we're not in thirty five million dollars with a bunch of future dead cap. So I'm again, I'm not I'm not condoning. You know, whiffing as badly as they did on Christian Ponder, but I think you people like overstate how disastrous that draft pick was. They drafted Christian Ponder in 2011. They were back in the NFC Championship game like six years later. They were an 11 win team four years later. They went to the playoffs despite Christian Ponder in the middle of that whole mess. And so, you know, it's all I, I get it. It's risky if you draft, but here's another thing, okay? Like we use the word risky on Hendon Hooker. In part because of the age, in part because of the ACL. But I think the biggest reason why people associate Hendon Hooker and risk is because the early mock drafts had him as kind of a third-round guy. That he, All right, here are the top four quarterbacks, big gap, and then Hendon Hooker, when you go through all the early mock drafts, is like a third-round pick. And now that more information is coming out and he's met with some teams and his personality is starting to come out behind the scenes and like teams are just getting more intel. Now he's moving up into the first round and it's being perceived as teams reaching. Or is it that he's just really impressive behind the scenes and he's a super hard worker with a high football IQ 
that can lead a group of men. And, and now that teams are spending time with him, I'm just, you know, I'm, we're not in the room, so we don't know. But I think it's being perceived as a reach because, well, boy, he was a third-round guy a little while ago, and now teams are getting desperate, and they're reaching into the first round. Well, if the Vikings draft board has Hendon Hooker as the third-best quarterback or fourth-best quarterback, then maybe it's not a reach to draft him in the first round. What gets you fired is losing. Quarterbacks don't get you. Like, I mean, Rick Spielman lasted a long time. He, he started with the uh, Vikings in 2006 in May, got promoted to GM in, what, 2012, and actually went through a litany of attempting to find a solution at quarterbacks, including Ponder and Teddy, but also, you know, was allowed to bring in Josh Freeman, which was a yeah. disaster. But he brought in Case as a backup for Sam Bradford, and it, it went so well that they went to the bleeping NFC Championship game. So I don't think anyone's getting fired if you are winning. The other thing that I think we're seeing now as well, and especially with the Vikings, because Quasi's a stock guy, he wants to buy stocks, and he knows they're not all going to succeed. But he knows that he has to be very active in order to give himself a chance. And look at San Francisco and look at the Rams. They found solutions, a quarterback that worked. And in San Francisco's case, like the Trey Lance thing, to Phil's point, he's right. It should be a huge whiff. Like, like we should be talking about what were they do? You know, I don't care if he's been hurt or not. This is terrible. Um, but they find a way to win games. And so, you know, Kyle Shanahan, as far as I can tell, is in zero trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also has the confidence and ability to take a quarterback like Purdy. And, and don't tell me that Brock Purdy could have gone to the um, uh, Tennessee Titans and been, you know, great. I think well, the he Texans probably, or something. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't play there. And if he does play, he's a miserable failure. But Shanahan knew what he wanted. So I, I actually think that the Vikings, and I have, look, is Hooker the guy? I got no clue. But I think the philosophy on quarterback here changes, one, because there's a confidence, but two, because there is a confidence that no matter what, they can get a guy to win. And in their defense, while the playoff was a bust, disappointment, I'm not making excuses for it, they took Kirk Cousins, a 500 quarterback throughout the course of his career, as this show has documented time and time again, sorry, Crusaders, and turned him into a third, what, a 13-4 a and four QB. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's where you're putting your... You get fired if you win five or six games. Right. I mean, what was the comment? You think about, not to discredit Kirk, because Kirk had to buy into it and play well. It's funny because his overall numbers and his QBR and some of the metrics for the whole season were actually lower than his career baseline. But his clutch time, fourth quarter, gotta have it performance was the best it's ever been. And you could say, well, but Justin Jefferson. Well, yeah, Justin Jefferson for two years before this, right? You know, he's... The offensive line oh, yeah. was a little bit better this year, but it certainly was still questionable up the middle. The common denominator was Kevin O'Connell, leadership, scheme. And and actually, I have a point about that I'd love to get into with you guys here, too, and just sort of a defense of even if it's a reach, it's actually a really good time to make the reach on Hendon Hooker if you're going to do it. But a shout-out to our friends who are back for another year with Purple Daily and Score North. The Meadows at Mystic Lake. I know that like the next couple days don't feel like golf weather, but I just opened up oh. my weather app looking ahead. It's going to be like 76 degrees a week from Thursday. So uh, uh, let's clear off the greens, baby. I see 60s in the forecast. I see 70s. More rain. We got rain coming today on Tuesday afternoon. That's good. That's good news for golf season. And I can't wait to be at the Meadows at Mystic Lake. And in fact, what you can do right now, you can go score your frequent player card. You can save on rounds 
uh, and have access to tea times three weeks in advance. So we're waiting on tea times right now, right? We, we want a tea time. Mackie and I want a tea time. We're ready to go shoot 100 and hack it up. So are you if you're, uh, if you're a better golfer than one of us. Go to GolfTheMeadows.com to secure one of those frequent player cards. And you can buy a 10-round value pack, too, for the 2023 season. They sold out last year. They're available right now. Go to GolfTheMeadows.com to uh, book your tee time and get that frequent player card. GolfTheMeadows.com. And a shout-out to our friends over at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Uh, just a great guiding hand if you're a business owner. They look to help you maximize the success of your business through risk management. It's basically, you think about a football team, you want to cut out cut out the stuff that moves you backwards, cut out the penalties, cut out the minus yardage plays. Federated's there to help you with risk management. They have all sorts of tools and resources and information you can find at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If you're going to reach for a quarterback, you should do it when your infrastructure is sound, right? Like if you're a, a train wreck organization and you're reaching for a quarterback or you or your your offensive personnel is weak, you don't have any weapons, right? You have a defensive-minded coach maybe, reaching for a quarterback or even just drafting any quarterback in the first round, it's, it's going to be hard for you. In the Vikings case, it kind of reminds me of when they drafted Dante Culpepper 20-plus years ago in that Culpepper was a little bit of a project. It was good for him to sit for a year, and he did behind Randall Cunningham and Jeff George in 1999. And then when he eventually stepped into the car, it wasn't like they were drafting second overall and they were just a dumpster fire. They were one of the better teams in the NFL when they drafted. In fact, they were 15-1 and coming off a 15-1 season when they drafted Dante Culpepper in 1999. And they had... Moss, they had Carter, they had Robert Smith, they had Dennis Green, who was one of the more innovative offensive-minded coaches, and then they had one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, and they said, all right, Dante Culpepper should be able to drive this car if we we let him sit for a year, plop him in, and he was excellent. And if you're the Vikings, your offensive line isn't quite what the late 90s offensive lines were, but you have two franchise tackles in Christian Derrissaw, Brian O'Neill. You've got your offensive-minded coach, great leader, and you got Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson. Like, you've got, there's there's a lot of, like, rickety cars out there, the Houston Texans that don't really have great weapons and infrastructure. I just feel like this is a really good time to let a young quarterback sit in the backseat of this car for a minute, build a relationship with Justin Jefferson. It's really interesting. You know, I, I this is one of those instances where I wish Twitter was around a 99. Can you imagine if the Vikings, and I, I've never really thought about this or put this together, 
The fifteen and one Vikings with the greatest offense at that time the NFL has ever seen took a quarterback with their first pick, what, three months later, after the four months later after the NFC championship game? With a defense that was ravaged by injuries and was also getting older and all but the defense. Our offense is great. They're fifteen and one. And they took a project QB, sat behind him, watched that whole hilarious ninety nine season roll out where Cunningham actually gets benched, Jeff George comes in, whatever. But can you imagine the outrage that would be taking place right now? I mean, it's 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 similar. I know. It's very yeah. similar. I've never really thought of it like that. Yeah. So that was kind of the parallel that, that jumped into my head. Um, it's a good time. It's a good time to put a young yeah. quarterback into into the car. And, in, in fact, the huge um, debate at that time was the Vikings took Culpepper 11th with the pick they got from Washington for Brad Johnson. And they passed on a pretty damn good uh, defensive end, Javon Curse, who went That's to the right. Titans at 16. Right. The and the Vikings, <laughs> at that time, the Vikings were in need of uh, pass rushing help, and people were very upset. But, yeah, if you look, Kevin O'Connell deserves a chance to draft and develop a quarterback. Like, I can't – we can't sit here and complain about Cousins' contract and then say, but you have to do this on our terms of what we think. Like Kevin O'Connell, the whole like the the whole fundamental view of this show has been create salary cap room. How by not paying a quarterback as much, and and you are going to have to pay Justin Jefferson because he deserves it. Um, so this is all about who does Kevin O'Connell identify? I mean, it's that simple. And I would add to you know, speaking of Culpepper, they're they're just kind of do to be right on one of these at some point. They've only drafted four quarterbacks in the first round since the mid-70s, late-70s. So I know we're sitting here and like Christian Ponder's the first guy that pops up, but Dante Culpepper happened too. That was a hit. Like Dante Culpepper became one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So they're just kind of due to, to be right and to, to finally get their 10-year franchise quarterback. Maybe it's Hendon Hooker. Maybe it's Will Levis. Maybe it's maybe they wind up. Maybe the draft board plays out completely differently, and they they don't address it until next year. But um, but the fact that there's this much steam among plugged in mock drafters, Hendon Hooker to the Vikings, very very interesting, boys. Any final thoughts on this? Uh, I'm sure we'll talk Hendon Hooker more going forward here because now it's absolutely a thing. But uh, any final thoughts on this conversation? Before? And yeah, we're gonna Todd. we're gonna hit you with a, a Thor a Thor episode Todd, today Todd, too. Todd. So, Todd, Todd, here's my Todd. thought. Here's my thought. Todd, you little rascal! <laughs> out, out of nowhere, you Come little on, rascal! You I guy. didn't see it coming. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, also, uh, it's a uh, write that down Wednesday tomorrow, and the Todd father putting on the board for old Macadac. There, we'll get to tomorrow. So, all right, yeah, we'll hit you with some reckless draft speculation with Thor Nystrom. He has a mock draft out. I think he has a big board ready to rock and roll, too, and we'll do a mock simulation. So uh, two episodes of Purple Daily coming at you today. And uh, over on Mackie and Judd, it sounds like we're going to get our first Randy and Cottage Grove mock oh my God. of the mock season here. A Randy and Cottage Grove 1.0 on Mackie and Judd today. You mean the man who told the Vikings to take Brock Purdy and we all laughed at him? Correct, yeah. People got to give this guy more credit. He's, I don't know. I yeah, guess, Peter Schrager. Yeah, exactly. Quit quit stealing, uh, quit plagiarizing Randy and Kadrigo's mocks, Peter Schrager. All right, we'll see you later on today here on Purple Daily.